Hello everyone, this is Michelle Birdie, and you're listening to The Wordsworth from the Moscow Times. So there you are at a dinner party, sitting around the table after the meal, sipping wine and telling funny stories. You want to tell the story about how you didn't know you were supposed to dilute spirit, grain alcohol, at your first Moscow party. So you drank about five shots straight before nearly keeling over. You search the recesses of your brain where expressions are stored, and you mentally translate into Russian, coming out with a fantastical Yabula Pyanne Kakskuns silence, which is odd because drunk as a skunk always gets a laugh. Oh, right. Maybe it's not funny in a country where there are no skunks and in a language where drunk and skunk don't rhyme. Pete Nada Nincha. Lay off the booze. In Russian, commonly used comparisons are called ustoychivuya sravnina, fixed similes. And you should know them because otherwise you'll sound like an idiot, like me. Now, let's take the example of drunks. In Russian, an oldish way of describing a drunk is pyanli kakstilka or pyanli vstilku, drunk as a shoe liner. How's that for an image? Not what I'd reach for in my mental storehouse. After a mostly fruitless search for the source of this image, I came to the conclusion that actually Russians aren't really too sure where the expression came from themselves. One supposition is that the original comparison was pyanli kaksapurznik, drunk as a cobbler, allegedly because cobblers were crude people and drank a lot, which led to the expression saporznik pian stilku, the cobbler was flat out drunk, smashed like a shoe liner. But I'm not convinced that cobblers drank more than any other manual laborers. On the other hand, I suppose that a flat, moist, stinky shoe liner might suggest someone who was dead drunk, plastered, or hammered. In any case, however the expressions originated and evolved, they're very useful to know. Приходит домой муж, пьяный в стилку, стоит возле двери, покачивается. Her husband comes home completely blotto. He stands in the doorway, swaying. In literature, you might find пьяный, как дым, Ночь, никогда, всегда, гряз, мертвый. As drunk as smoke, as night, as never before, as always, as mud, as death. Around the table, you might hear пьяный в доску, smashed, flat out drunk like a plank, or пьяный как зюзя, or свинья, drunk as a pig and another dozen or two images that depend on the imagination of the speaker. You might even hear a comparison where the intoxication is lovely. Zapach vetra pjanny, kak maladoy chleb. The breeze smelled drunk like unripe grain. But you'll never hear pjanny kak skunts, drunk as a skunk, or kak lord, drunk as a lord. Since we're on the subject of intoxication, the reverse state of sobriety is also expressed by different comparisons in Russian and English. In Moscow, you are not sober as a judge or a church mouse. You are trezvy kakagurchik, or just kakagurchik, 
literally as sober as a cucumber, or trezvi kak stjokloshka, or stiklo, literally as sober as glass. Both can be used in contexts without sobriety, such as on vyspelsa i vstal kak agurchik, he got a good night's sleep and got up feeling fresh as a daisy. But they can also be used to describe being stone cold sober. Skoris mašini v predelah dopustimi, vadicel trezv kak stjokloshka. The car is going under the speed limit, and the driver is as sober as a judge. Another possible point of confusion concerns houses. When I see a friend who is almost nine months pregnant, I might shout delightedly, Wow, you're as big as a house! Or I might tell a co-worker, Don't worry, your position is as safe as houses. But in Russian, that would sound insulting and weird. Russian houses don't carry the associations of large size or safety and security. Instead, they convey the sense of comfort, a feeling of warmth and ease, self-confidence. Chustvovat sibya kak doma, to feel at home, can mean to feel confident and competent in a new or foreign setting. My dochke, diset god pashol, a anav lesu kak doma. My little girl isn't even 10 years old, and yet she knows her way around the forest. Or it can mean feeling at ease or unconstrained. Достаточно посидеть с моей соседкой две-три минуты, чтобы почувствовал себя как дома, как будто вы давно знакомы. It's enough to spend two or three minutes with my neighbor to feel completely comfortable, like you've known her forever. Быть or чувствовать как у себя дома, to be or feel like you're in your own home, is also used when some place or circumstances are utterly familiar and comfortable. You might encourage your guests to feel this way. Bud kaku sibia doma, nistisnyaisia. Make yourself right at home. Don't be shy. Of course, this might be annoying. Nagli pios raspolajilsa na maiskamiki, kaku sibia doma. That cheeky dog made himself at home on my bench. Kak radnoi dom like in my own home, is just slightly different. The comparison is used to describe a place that is like your second home. Хорошо, когда человек воспринимает свой храм как дом родной. It's splendid when a church is like someone's second home. Here's a good example and explanation. Сказать, что рассказы Бабеля были мне близки или очень понятны, это ничего не сказать. To say that I felt an affinity with Babel's short stories or that I understood them completely would be an understatement. They were like coming home. After all, in your own home, you don't have to think about what some object means, who needs it, or why. It's like a part of your being. Quite different is kak v domia, or kak v dur domia, like in a madhouse. This describes any place with lots of noise and little order. U aktorov kak v domia, kto plachet, kto smejotsa, kto zubri brol. 
It's a madhouse with the actors. One's weeping, one's laughing, and a third is memorizing his lines. Sometimes it's so bad, it's not like a madhouse. It just is one. У нас магазине сегодня полный дурдом. It's a complete madhouse in the store today. Sometimes дурдом is an impolite way to speak about a psychiatric hospital. Просто иногда кажется, как будто сумасшедшие захватили дурдом. Sometimes it seems like the lunatics are in charge of the asylum. Actually, I think that almost every day when I read the newspaper. But I will be off for the next two weeks trying not to read the newspaper. See you back again on September 24th. Пока!